You're listening to Life and Leadership, A Conscious Journey, the podcast that shares wisdom and strength. Join your host, Dr. Michelle St. Jane's weekly conversation on how to have a positive impact for people, planet, and the wider world. If you want to live a life of intention, be proactive with your time, and bring your vision for the future to life one today at a time, you are in the right place at the right time. Let's get started. your values. Word is you may gain some useful insights. World Values Day is coordinated by volunteers passionate about putting values at the heart of society. The theme for this year's World Values Day on the 21st of October is all about reconnecting with our values. Let's plug the values gap. World Values Day founder, Charles Founder, is a values activist and collaborator World Values Day is challenging us to connect with our values and the people around us through them. This year, as I said, the focus is on reconnecting. What's important? What are you grateful for? How do you put those values into action? By reconnecting with what's important, it helps us to put our values into action each and every day, helping us to change ourselves, our organizations, the communities we belong to, and the whole world for the better. So Charles Fowler is the coordinator of the World Values Day annual campaign. The event involves people and organizations around the world. The aim, to raise awareness of the vital importance of values for individuals, organizations, and communities. Be encouraged. Let's live our values more consistently and effectively. So the UK Values Alliance is a collaborative organization that promotes awareness and the use of values in society. And it's the driving force behind the World Values Day and other initiatives. It's all about seeking to promote a better understanding and practice of values. Charles, it's the fifth anniversary of World Values Day. What surprised you since you started in 2016? I think what surprised me is how fast it's grown, really, because we had absolutely no expectations when we started. We thought well, is this really a good idea to be doing another, what might look like just another awareness day? In fact, we think it's much deeper than that. But, you know, the fact is it's so many awareness days. You know, we looked at the calendar and there are, you know, literally hundreds around the world, probably more than that. And uh, so we thought... The World Values Day gathered about 75 million in 100 different countries. I mean, that is a huge outreach. It was huge. So we, I mean, hopefully we're just at the beginning. But yeah, in the first five years, it rose from, actually, the first year was good. We thought, wow, 20 million people around the world. Isn't that fantastic? And then last year, we reached, as you say, 75 million around the world, which was tremendous. It's been a huge surprise, I think. And that certainly made us feel, yeah, we made the right decision. But it's not just about reaching the maximum number of people, because that reach, what they call in the in the jargon, potential reach, is just people that have a very thin awareness of what we're trying to say to them. So what we're really trying to do is just pull people into, you know, every year, hopefully more and more engagement into something that really will make a difference to their lives, to all our lives, to get people more aware and people who are already aware of the importance of values to get them to do more to spread the word and to put the values into action everywhere around the world. Beautifully put. And each year you have a theme. What is your process in choosing the theme for the year? We started off, it was very easy. We didn't think very hard about it. We started off with values for organizations, values for communities, values for the individual. And we started 
you know, running out of the obvious options. We wanted a theme because we wanted something to give a little bit of a different twist each year. So the theme is important, although it's not just adds a little, a different taste, a different flavor each year, really. But we did values and well-being. We've done values in the community and values in action last year. The way we choose it is really just to pick some ideas, to float some ideas, to test them out in the world values planning sessions where all the activists, or when I say all the activists, activists who can make it to our sessions really throughout the year, pretty much every month, starting just after the last World Values Day, we start planning for the next one. After this last World Values Day, we got everyone together and we actually at that stage were just asking them what they felt about the last campaign, but what did they feel about the next campaign? Just in very general terms, everyone was saying variations on uh, reconnect. They were saying things like, yeah, it needs to be more about belonging. The divisions are so huge around the world, in our society, your society. Everything is quite difficult. People aren't talking. There's all sorts of threats and dangers. And we've got the coronavirus epidemic as well. And we're all being, you know, in some ways brought together <laughs> by these wonderful technology like Zoom. But in other ways, obviously, we're being separated out by being isolated and by being quarantined. So bringing people back together. And then we hit upon a lot of discussion on the word reconnecting, which just seemed to encapsulate what we wanted to do. And actually, it's an evergreen word, really, because that would apply to any campaign that we wanted to launch for values at any time, really. But this year, it seemed just particularly relevant and appetite. Absolutely. And also, I just love the way it's being used, reconnecting with nature out in New Zealand with Paul Riken. just all these wonderful, wonderful ways that people are taking that word, that theme. And I also saw on your website, there was a reference to plugging the values gap as well. Just brilliant. It is really, it's all about not just reconnecting with each other, what we're saying is really reconnecting with ourselves, first of all, because if you don't connect with yourself, you don't practice values with yourself, on yourself, then how can you do it effectively with others? So it's reconnecting with ourselves through values, reconnecting with others, and reconnecting with the world, as you have just been saying, would be reconnecting with nature too. So reconnecting with our environment, the world around us, using values all the time. So it's using values as a tool to reconnect. Well said, Charles, very well said. And I confess I've been working on my values most of last decade determinately and deliberately. So when World Values Day crossed my path, thank you for reaching out on LinkedIn. I was just so excited to look at ways that I could support that. So for me in October, the podcast is supporting with four episodes, one a week focused on values. And we're going to talk about your superhero with Steve Payne and Alan Williams, who've both written a book. We're going to talk about giving voice to values with Professor Mary Gentilly out of the States. And of course, this episode with yourself. And then we're finishing off with looking at values across the globe and the generations with the G20 V20 Values Committee, which is just gives a powerful voice from many different avenues to look at values. But on World Values Day, I'm going to be on Clubhouse and involved in the Values Jam. And the Values Jam is a using a card deck that's aimed at having value-based conversations as well. But there are lots of events going on. I mean, would you like to speak to your favourites or the new ones? Uh, Well, I don't know about favourites. There's so many events that will be going on on World Values Day. We've got the Values Thon, which is something we started last year when everything went back online. And we really grouped together all the public events that are being run around the world. 
as opposed to private events are being run by lots of organizations internally. But these are the public events happening right from New Zealand in the morning, right through to California, Vancouver, wherever, west coast of America in the evening. And it's not just 24 hours, this is a 36, 40 hour series of events that are all about values, looking at values in all sorts of different ways, run by all sorts of different organizers. They're looking at values from the point of view of children, of education, from the point of view of organizations, of business, of poetry as well, nature, from the point of view of all sorts of different ways of cookery. Last year we had a cookery and this year we're going to have a follow-up to that, which is to do with values in terms of nutrition. So values really permeate every aspect of our lives. And, and the values on this series of uh, rolling series of values events is reflecting that diversity, really, that how values apply everywhere in our lives and around the world. That's going to be fantastic. Again, I think we're going to have more events, I think, than last year. We've got about 30 lined up, but there may well be more. There's a value of volunteering being uh, run out of, initially out of the US, just for a first year. I think it's a multi-year project really trying to use World Values Day to stimulate more and more volunteers to take part in World Values Day, but to stimulate the volunteering activities generally in the US and around the world. That's run by an organization called Altruize, who have technology which helps to record the impact of the volunteering, which is also obviously very good. We've got a gratitude and kindness encounters happening We've got a educational campaign starting Dirt is Good with Purcell, you know, Purcell part of Unilever. They are launching Dirt is Good campaign in the UK on World. This is a marvellous campaign for trying to encourage young people, children and young people, to change their behaviour towards the environment. And uh, they've commissioned research, very interesting research, which shows values have to be embedded, that changes of behaviour generally, including towards the environment, have to be embedded in values for them to stick, you know, for that change of behavior, not to be just a short-term thing which fades away in a very short time, but it has to be attached to the values of those people who are doing those values. We've got uh, a Pechikucha, a Pechka, I should say, initiative, reconnecting with nature, which will... So there's loads of them, the values that you've already mentioned too. So there's so many. There's a values in football game. There's lots and lots of things. Yes, I'm going to have all in the show notes. I'll have links to everything so everyone will know every week and across social media and all my social channels. I'll be linking to everything to get the excitement building. So why is this important? Well, there are graduate studies that actually support that when you look after values and well-being and your people, not only do they perform better in your organizations, but they have a higher level of engagement and satisfaction. What I find fascinating, though, Charles, is we are both barristers and we've both worked in the capital markets and and investments around the world. And I see since 2002, you've been involved with the Human Values Foundation and onwards. There's such a strong values-led journey that you've been on until you got to World Values Day in 2016. I would love to hear, was there a pivotal moment? Was it by chance or choice that this really came to the fore for you? I think there were a series of moments, but yeah, there was a period of time. And that was really to do getting involved with the Human Values Foundation, which is the organization you mentioned, whose uh, mission is to use values in the educational context. So they develop educational programs for young children, older children as well using values as tools to help them understand themselves better 
and to develop their interpersonal skills, develop their social awareness, develop community awareness too. So all these personal development, really, of children can be what I realize its values are such a powerful tool. And in my career up until then, as I've been a lawyer, as you mentioned, I'd also been in financial services for many years. And I think in many ways, people unjustly tarnish those professions, <laughs> you know, as being a little bit lacking in values at times. I can totally understand why. There's been so many scandals around finance, around business, even around the legal profession. But I think I led a career which was essentially compatible with the values as I now see them, but I wasn't really aware of them. And I wasn't thinking about them. And I, looking back, I'm sure I made loads of mistakes and probably wrong turns because of that, both in my personal career and maybe doing things which were not compatible with the values I now hold. Hopefully not, but I, I can't say. And so when I was invited to get involved with this charity, I just saw the impact of values on these children. But it didn't occur to me really at that time. I'm obviously a slow learner. It took me a long time to learn not to be a lawyer, not to be a financial services professional. But it took me a long time to translate that perception that values are really powerful and really help children to develop themselves in all sorts of wonderful ways as tremendous human beings. It took me a long time to realize that work with grown-ups too. Obviously, grown-ups are much, much tougher proposition. You know, grown-ups don't take to values instinctively the way that children do. But I realized that actually after there was the probably the seminal, not instant, but seminal period of time was when I heard about a values assessment, a national values assessment that had been done in the UK. Same assessment has been run in, I don't know, something like 30 other countries, including the US, including Canada, Australia, those are countries. I'm not sure about Bermuda. And essentially, in just about all the countries, apart from Bhutan, it was discovered that people had pretty good individual values. When I say pretty good, I mean what they call in the jargon intrinsic values, you know, the values of compassion, the values of caring, pro-social values, if you like, the values we all know and love, rather than the antisocial values. So while people themselves, the majority, have really good personal values, according to the survey, when asked about the values they saw in the society around them, their answers were really pretty grim. They talked about, they used words like corruption, bureaucracy, blame, crime, violence, wasted materialism, unemployment, conflict, aggression. All these words came tumbling out, painting a totally grim picture. This was about the UK society, which is where I'm based. But the same sort of results came out of surveys from almost all countries and very, very minor variations. So this was a big call to action. It really shook me. It shook everyone else who was involved in the survey. The survey was run by Barrett Value Centre. And it was decided by a lot of people that something had to be done about it. You know, we couldn't just stand by and see. It's horrible, really, isn't it? People have wonderful values, and yet somehow we're producing a society which at least looks awful and in many ways isn't. I mean, it clearly isn't a society which is run along values lines. So we formed an organization in the UK called the UK Values Alliance. And the objective of that was to raise awareness of the importance of values in all our lives and to encourage people to put them into practice. So be aware of your own values and put those values into practice. And then after a while, we thought, wow, so many people emerged who were already very active in this space. Lots of people using values in management consultancy, in life coaching, within big organizations, small organizations. Those people, of course, in professions like nursing, medical professions, doctors, teachers. So we were amazed really at the response, which was and still is 
very, very strong to that appeal. And we thought, well, we don't want to just limit ourselves to trying to make a difference in the UK. Let's just join up with all those people that are already doing wonderful stuff around the world and create a sort of showcase, create a, a movement, a campaign, something which would bring everyone together where they could join their strength together, join their voices together, create more fuss and stir and noise, but really try and make a difference, not just obviously on one day a year, but really through the whole year. 2022 is going to be kind of your 20-year moment when you'll be able to look back and say, wow, (laughs) been there, got the sweatshirt, the water bottle, and now I have about 80 million along with me for the ride and growing. So well done you. That's quite the contribution for sure. If you could have things all your way going forward, let's say for just the next first year, next one year, not 10, depending on how you think, I think in 20-year cycles, if you could have things all your way, Charles, what would you like to see happen in the next 12 months? I would love to see really the level of enthusiasm and engagement that we get around World Values Day and the run up to World Values Day, all the stuff that's happening with people individually, but also the stuff that's happening in all sorts of organizations around the world, people joining in from everywhere, over 100 countries around the world join in. Actually, more than that, it's just the ones we can count. And all the organizations that join in, the big organizations that run things in their, you know, their units around the world, in their offices around the world, a small organization, the corner shops, the schools and the hospitals, et cetera, et cetera. I'd love to get all that energy and enthusiasm really carrying on. Of course, people will be thinking about their values the rest of the time. Of course, those organizations will carry on caring about their values, we hope, all the rest of the year. But it would be great if we had initiatives and projects and things that were catalyzed by World Values Day that would carry us through from one World Values Day to another. We're already beginning to aim for that and to achieve that, I think. Some of the campaigns that we're launching this year, as you know, they're going to be perennial. They're going to be running for several years. We've already had that in the past, but we want just more of them and we want to make a impact. We want values to be more and more become part of the, the public discourse. All these wonderful academics that we've got involved in, in World Values Day, one of which is going to be you're going to be talking to the people involved in government, people involved in big organizations, all those people, we want to really carry on that conversation. And we want to get more, to be frank, we want to get more media involved too in due course. We think we're sort of coming up to the time where we can start involving them. My concern about that is the media thrives on bad news in a way. My friends in the media will forgive me for saying this, but it does thrive on bad news. When I look at news bulletins or read the newspapers, 66% of the items there are really negative. And as a socio-audio influencer, I like bringing the good news. I don't mind speaking truth to power, but let's give people hope and direction and lead by example and strength in this area, which you do absolutely beautifully. So I want to thank you for contributing to this conversation for my community of global leaders. Any last words as we wrap up? It's been wonderful talking to you, Michelle. Thank you so much for setting up this talk. It's been a lovely discussion. Thank you so much. And I'd love to do it again. Maybe we can do this next year and thereafter. But we'll find new things to say. There's always new things to say about values. That's the wonderful thing about it. Dr. Michelle St. Jane is a conscious steward of meaningful leadership in the world and the wider cosmos. Tune in every Thursday for real talk around life, leadership, and your conscious journey. Be ready to create and cultivate your dreams and soul-hearted desires. Your support is valued. Please subscribe. Leave a review and a rating. 
but more importantly, share with your connections.